0: This week we're talking about introducing a villain or bad guy early and then bringing them back later. How can you stop them from dying and should you really in the first place? Welcome to We Speak Common. Hi, how you doing? Hello. Uh, Let's talk about dungeons and or dragons it's unlike us it, it, it's not really like us is it it's really off the wall a bit a um, bit different but I thought do you know what let's do why it why not let's do it let's bra- breach out branch out new year new me <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play D&D every week Ugh. 52 games this year Joe can you imagine it would be amazing um, okay so I have a friend of mine who has recently got into D&D Um, Has been planning a campaign for a few friends. They're all brand new. And we went for a coffee and we had a chat. And he said, oh, I've I've still got loads of questions. Can I just keep messaging you? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. So every now and then I get a new one. And he sent me one the other day that I think is a good topic to go over. It's uh, how do you handle it? These these are his words. How do you handle it when you have a character you want to be encountered earlier but would like to bring them back later? Hmm. Um, And it's something that I have done before. Um, believe it or not, Joe, it was in a game called Curse of Strahd. Oh. Because in that game, it's, it's kind of encouraged that Strahd appears a few times and he scares the party and he messes with them. And then when he comes back later, it's like, oh, and he changes over time. Risky business, that. Is a risky business, but there are ways to do it, which is why I wanted to bring this up. And, um, I haven't ever done it in a homebrew game because I haven't really had the right kind of, um just right kind of story to do it with I've had like groups of people reappear like not the same people but from the same groups which is a little bit easier to do Hmm. Um, have you ever done it? kind of Mm -hmm.
1: sort of Um, but they've never been in like open hostility with the like it's not been like they've fought and ra- well kind of I mean I sort of did it the last session we had um, yeah. you know where the basically the party all started fighting each other and my sort of NPC PC kind of companion started fighting everyone and then he yeah. ran away yeah um, so I did that mm-hmm. um but there was no guarantee. He could have very easily have died. Yeah. Um, he he had very low HP because you know he's like a, a wizard. Yeah. So um, is that his class? He has some wizard levels and. Uh, um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, it is. That's, yeah. Okay. He, he has a spell book, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not give it away. Uh, but I managed to get him out because he, if there's one thing he's good at. It is surviving his his character is built to survive he's got a lot of defensive spells mm-hmm. um and then he managed to um i think he's thunder stepped out of there yeah um and uh took one of the, the pieces with him um so i had escape options but he did get stunned for a round mm-hmm. which was very bad yeah i could have been dead that, when that happened i was like Goodbye. Because that was like hypnotic pattern as well. He was not yeah. uh, waking up from that one. No. Um, so that was very bad. So there isn't really a way to guarantee
0: survival unless you no. contrive it. So this is what I said. Um, I said that you you can't really do it without it feeling... Uh, railroady is is the term we were using uh, at the time, because his his, his follow up was, do you have a way of stopping them from being murdered earlier, or do you just let it happen? And I said, um, really, you you'd let it happen if it's if it's coming. Um, trying to keep an NPC alive, I say think of them as people that want to survive. They have a plan for an escape and they know that they might lose and if they can see that they're losing they're going to they're going to do it so i said like a high a level wizard would have maybe a clone waiting for him if he's going to die like if he's mm-hmm. going into a really like this is high level stuff this is your big big bad if you've got a wizard he might have uh, Expeditious retreat you know um uh, and
1: then some of the the bad guys have it built into the law. Yeah. So liches obviously can't die unless you destroy their phylactery. Yeah. Um, death knights just come back until they've redeemed themselves yeah. basically. So uh, some of these high level creatures are have it built in already. Um, oftentimes with dragons they, they can fly away, not yeah. always. No, not um always. because you know you get, if you get some devastating um <laughs> Um, attacks of opportunity on them you know it could all be over depending on how close to the mark you play it Mm. Um, but like I think one way you can do it is you can build if there's a strong narrative reason for it as Mm. to why they survive um, which I have kind of built not that you've experienced it yet or met this character yeah but there is a big bad if you will of my game
0: and they are. I love that we've been playing your game for years at this point and we still don't know who the big bad <laughs> is. You've met a couple of sort of... <laughs> kind of big baddies.
1: bigish bad guys. Um, but you've, you've kind of sided with a lot of the bad guys in my game, so it's, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> Things run a little bit differently than planned. But this guy, I wanted to have those moments where he could he was a guy he's a character that I want to have encountered the party multiple times yeah I don't want it to be a one and done yeah I don't want it to just be like you hear about him all the time and then, and then you fight you him, him yeah. and then and then it's all over I wanted it I wanted him to be able to monologue a bit I want yeah. I want some of this stuff to happen because he's he's a, he's a character built on ideologues and ideology you know what I mean mm-hmm. he's so I wanted you to experience some of that um and be a very grand tale almost a bit Shakespearean if you will yeah and so i needed to make a way of the players not instantly murdering him cuz i know what you're like yeah and so there is a narrative reason for it and now I, I hope i and maybe you guys will be like oh that's just bullshit he should he be, should be dead there and you've just you've just made him <laughs> you've live Joe. you've just made him live you're cheating yeah and but i hope when you discover the narrative reasons behind why he's quite kill difficult to, to kill you know and why he's very difficult um to to put a final nail in the coffin so to speak that you're um you'll be like, okay, that makes sense, yeah. you know, and that was earned. Um, and part of the journey of, de- of defeating this character will be finding out how do we truly defeat them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially because he's kind of based on an ideology that to really defeat him, you need to defeat the ideology. And So he's Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's fascism. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not a one person. <laughs> yeah, He's a thought. Um, kind of, sort yeah. of. Okay, um, that's but- cool. But also physically, he's quite
0: hard to kill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my thing is, I've, I've had, I've had thinking of that. I've had a small version of this where um, it was the mind flayer in the dungeon. I wanted him to come back at some point, and this mind flayer uh, had you enslaved via um, intellective aura. Yeah, it's very bad. Very bad situation for you, or oh, not good at all. And the way that the players were going to help you. Was by helping the mind flayer. And the mind flayer wanted the brain of this long dead wizard in this catacombs that he's been locked in, um, and I knew I could hear you muttering around the table like, "What we're going to do when he, What we're we going to do when he gets the brain? We're going to have to like, end him really quickly." I could hear you muttering, and I was like, oh, "Wonderful, yeah, my plan is coming together." Because as soon as this um, this this uh, mind flayer was a uh, one with magic, um, an Alhoon, and that's why ow he, who ow who <laughs> I, I, ow <laughs> that's why he was more interested in this wizard's brain so he already had spells and I'd put some aside for him as an escape route because he is clever he's a mind flayer. He's, he eats brains for breakfast quite literally so he had an escape route and it was to uh, as soon as he'd gotten the brain as soon as he'd given what you guys wanted once the it, the, the actual deal per se had happened he would wall a force to, pr- to protect him from you and put it between him and then he would uh gtfo um and that's what he did and it worked very very well and now he is going to come back at some point uh, and it's wonderful but it could have gone another way because it could have very um, much gone he only way. had like
1: 10 HP at the end um, and we did manage to he th- was
0: very close <coughs> to being killed
1: there was like a single round of attacks um, and we had to sort of get past the wall of force which was a problem in and of itself because you got a round off before the wall of force went up yeah well it went up but we managed to cast a spell like beyond the wall of force it was like a, mm. like a um, moonbeam I think yeah he lost concentration I think anyway but yeah so it could have gone again that was not guaranteed it just happened to be that the damage rolls were slightly lower than they they needed to be to yeah, finish him off.
0: And This is the thing. D&D is a game of chance and dice rolling, and therefore you have to just go with what you're presented. Your your party might... You might have a, a plan in place for an escape, and they might crit for two rounds and kill him before he can escape. That might happen, and if that happens, you have to just go with it.
1: I think some of the stuff you can do yeah. is make to make your characters survivable is... Um, Give them certain buffs. So, for instance, one make sure they they, so they can have a teleport out. Yeah, does help. They just need to get that one teleport off. Now they can still be counterspelled, Mm -hmm. which is. uh, But that's that's just the game. That's the game. That's what happens. That's a risk. Um, If they're a really you know clued up wizard, maybe they'll try and get out of range of counterspell because they know it's a possibility. (laughs) Yeah, Um, stuff like that. I like giving them like the half orc trait. Um, you know, even if they're not half orc, so like you go to zero, but you still but you, have get, one. you get up one more yeah. time. Um, make them. If I really like the idea of having them, giving them like barbarian levels, but there's that oh, I can't remember what it, what one it is. It's that one where you're like, is it the zealot one? I think it's one where like even if you go to zero. Um, you start making con saves every time you get hit you keep fighting and until you fail a con save uh, I th- you don't
0: die I think that might be Berserker because I think Mrung has that
1: no I think there's there's one for the Zealot I think
0: I know that a bu- bu- most Barbarians have something where if you if you get hit to zero you can make con saves yeah, at one yeah and there's
1: like one where you get to zero but as long as your rage continues you keep fighting. It's wow. only when your rage ends that you die. That's good. Or something like that. I like that. So that would be quite a cool one because they could just rage off into the woods so, or something, I don't just,
0: know. <laughs> and then inject themselves <laughs> with a stimpack. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that one's quite cool. I like the idea of, so if you've got a, um, a big bad, say if it's a big bad, like an evil cleric of some evil god or something like, they've definitely death ordered themselves. Yeah. So they can get, again, that one extra hit, you know, before they die. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. So then you know, like, uh, if something really bad happens and your player's, like, mega over-damage him, at least he can't instantly you can die. Instantly. Yeah. He just gets that one... Maybe he can just survive to get that one action to escape.
0: One thing I like to do is I... And I do this with any any intelligent creature, any creature that has the will to live. And I'm not talking, like zombies or um ogres i mean some ogres might if they've, if they've got decent if they've got a brain if they've got something to live for i I'm, I'm note in my mind a point on their hp where if they get to that that number they're going to start to leave they're not going to continue the fight because they're going to realize that things aren't going to work out for them and it's just really easily played away when you're playing races like humans elves dwarfs because they're all cognitive thinking people you know they're going to want to live um it's a little bit mm, difficult with things like like a grey render that's attacking the party like they're not very intelligent really no. they're probably going to fight to the death wolves especially like animals a, some certain, of them will run away Certain
1: creatures though like i really like how hags work cuz hags don't have that much hp mm. and they're quite squishy yeah um so their their power really comes in on their tactics and the fact that they have like unlimited invisibilities and things like yeah. that so they have to think carefully so they're not You've also got to think about how your big bag's going to attack the party. Are they going to do it in a way where they have a massive tactical advantage? You know what I mean? A real strong ambush. Like, yes. a hack is only ever going to ambush someone. They're not going to just, Walk you know, mano inside. a mano yeah. start flinging spells. No. So I think that's another a way to go. Um, and I think if you're... Well, um, one thing you can do, and it was basically introduced just for this, like in Xanthus you've got... Um, the ninth level spell invulnerability, yeah, which is not actually that good at spell. Like, yes, it makes you invulnerable to damage and stuff, but you can still be stunned and things like that. Mm. But it's really designed for a hot for a big bad to have this really powerful spell, just so they can Lee. monologue to the PCs. Yeah, you can go in monologue. PCs can just start stabbing the hell out of them. It doesn't matter. They're just standing there. Yeah, and they can just monologue to them, and then they can just leave, and the PCs can't do anything about it. Now it might feel like. Kind of bullshit at first on the you know people oh what can we do but then once they know I like the idea of a big bad coming in r- sort of wrecking the PCs in that way and even if the PCs win the big bad escapes but now the PCs know their capabilities mm. so then it's on it, it behooves the 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 player characters to. Tailor their abilities and skills and whatnot to counter that character the next time. So, for instance, if their character teleports out, like for instance, my character you know secretly teleported out. Yeah. You would know next time if you wanted to really finish him, you would have to be able to counter spell him. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Or stop him casting spells. There'd have to be an anti magic field or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, an anti magic field would <laughs> destroy that would, that him. Would, that would kill him. <laughs> that would.
0: <laughs> how can can players create an anti magic field? Is there a way? Yeah, there's that? there is
1: a there an is item. A, I think there's a spell Uh. there is an anti-magic field spell I think it's quite high level though yeah um and it's also a pretty high risk for a wizard to cast, because then you're like, I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm
0: going to do this, but
1: yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to get, get my crossbow out. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my knife.
1: <laughs> so there is stuff like that you can do. So I like the idea, if you can play it off the first time, even though it may, may feel a little bit contrived, I think it's fine as long as you allow the players to prepare themselves adequately for the next encounter.
0: Mm so you, you can't do it twice you know so the other thing and this is this is how the Strad thing works um, and there's a load of good examples of how to introduce and this is a this is a good place to go to look for examples if this is something you want to do go to the um, Curse of Strahd subreddit there's loads of stories about how people because Strahd gets played off in different ways loads of examples on how people have uh, introduced him in different points to uh, give the themes of Theon Reva have
1: another nice character though in that it's or in the vampires in general, you know, they have here. they have the built-in. There is that, that escape yeah, mechanic.
0: The, the uh, misty escape. Yeah, and, but also they die. They come back an hour later if you don't stake them through the heart. Yeah, so- you're you're usually meeting him outside of his lair, his castle, the first few times, so he's kind of safe anyway. But the way I play it off is he's for one he's the big bad he's a big evil vampire lord so he's quite strong so you introduce him early uh and you you really terrify the players and that works with the themes of curse of Strife because it's this gothic horror the fear is a big theme in it if you're playing a really happy-go-lucky homebrew game or or something else it that's not really going to work because you're that's not your main theme it could work i don't know your game but it, it might not fit well with Stride It really did. I remember um, one of the first times they met him, he was he just he was friendly and he would chat away to them. Um, and then then another time they would just had a laugh and a joke, and he sort of scared them, but he wasn't like he didn't threaten them. He was toying with them, and that's quite a nice way of doing it. Is if you've got this scary, powerful creature who doesn't want to kill them, he just wants to scare them a bit he just toys with them Mm. but then they did something that really pissed him off (laughs) and the next time he appeared he was atop his nightmare steed in the sky dropping fireballs and zombies were coming in and he was like trying to kill them he was trying to kill one character specifically and the party went oh fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we got it and they ran away and that's one of the only times i've successfully made a party realize like oh no, we've got to go, and it, it worked really well. And then, of course, when you get to the end of the campaign, and Strahd is the main boss, and there's this big old climactic battle, and then the, the hunt from one end of the castle to the other to find his final resting place to ride, you know, drive the stake for his heart. It really works. So, if those themes are part of your game, look at Curse of Strahd. I love that campaign. I don't know if, if we've spoken about it, Joe. I know if that, does that come
1: across? Yeah, it's kind of it's, I, I, I briefly remember you discussing it once or twice.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but that's that's a really good example of doing it that way.
1: Yeah. And like I say, vampires are a really good way to do it. Same have got with, that fail-safe. Same with like um, a werewolf. I like the idea of having a really big bad um, as a werewolf, mm. but no one knows yet. Mm. So the first time you try and attack him with your non-silvered weapons, um, he's just like, bruh. <laughs> what are you doing
0: well so, yeah but that's less safe than, than the it other is things a lot you said, less because safe. you can
1: still kill them you can but it's a lot harder without yeah. the silver weapons yeah and so I like the idea that there's this one twist like you that's why I always like having my big badge just be like humans or stuff like that but they have this unknown quantity about them yeah. something off that you know there's something's going on here but we don't know what lurking beneath the surface Mm -hmm. Um, again that's why I love hags so much because they can just you know act like old ladies and you're just like oh it's cute old lady oh Oh. I've been lightning bolted oh she's (laughs) selling
0: pies oh they're dead children (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah
1: so I think kind of the answer is there is no 100% safe way and if there was um, it would not be satisfying no you know it's no fun Um, because I always like the idea of um, you know when, like, for instance, you're playing Curse of Stride or whatever, and you see Stride straight away, it's always that fun idea of like, what if we kill him now? I could kill him now. Yeah. Like, I could maybe do it. You know what I mean? The the the, the possibility
0: is there. It's just very very hard yeah. and highly unlikely. But yeah, you you maybe. I have like, for instance, this big
1: bad that I've got coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I have an idea of, and I sort of know where I'm going to introduce him. Mm. I know where the PCs are going to see him and they could fight him they could not I kind of I think it really could go 50-50 it might just be a discussion it might break out into a combat bit of a brawl yeah obviously we're introducing some new player characters so it depends on their motivations and things we'll have to yeah. see how that goes and I think it's going to it's possible you can kill him there and then definitely possible unlikely now if I, I think that even if you got very close and like you didn't, you know, I would hope that it would still be satisfying. Um, But there always is the risk that this big bad, just gets ended there and then mm-hmm. and I have to accept that because that's part of the, the fun is that's you that's know, the game and if you do that that would be crazy the story would go in absolutely mental directions at <laughs> that point you know that I would not foreseen I'd be throwing out a lot of notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot yeah yeah. Um, I'd be like well, guys there's still this. he's still got a dungeon do you want to just go through the dungeon anyway just for the fun <laughs> there's got to be no one in the boss room but you can just sort of go through yeah, loot it <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
0: look at what you could have <laughs> had Yeah, look at the the world that you've destroyed <laughs> yeah yeah Just repurpose that dungeon Yeah. Well, well that's the what trick, dungeon it? that he was talking about before he killed him though it doesn't exist he was lying
1: no yeah, no it's I haven't heard this other dungeon though it looks very similar <laughs> looks very similar yeah. Yeah. different person at the end, though yeah. completely
0: unrelated same yeah. themes yeah. <laughs> same ideologies completely different person completely different person yeah. Um. yeah yeah I think that is the main takeaway it has to be it has to be on the cards and it always will be you've killed Killed me, but what about my brother, <laughs> my twin brother, oh, with, with a slightly similar name and voice? Yeah, yeah, uh, that has happened to me before um, as a DM, and I, I'm ashamed to say, it I, I did go through my head. The thought was there. Um, the the other thing is that um, I think when you're bringing in these characters and you want you want to do that thing of a little glimpse now the full thing later or a little glimpse here a little glimpse there the full thing later is you really you really have to go into overdrive with the planning you've got to plan it yeah, you have. You got to think about all the outcomes. Again, this comes
1: down to, for instance, giving uh, enemies really powerful magic items. You think, oh, that's really cool. He's got a staff of the Magi, blah blah blah. Mm. I'm like, but the party could kill him, yeah, and then and they, they yeah. have a staff of the Magi. Exactly. How are you going to deal with that?
0: Well, that's the thing because we could sit here and say, oh, you want to bring this player, this this uh, this NPC in, and you want them to come back. Just give them a really powerful magic item that makes them OP.
1: I did that, the- and they chopped off his hands, <laughs> 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 and they stole it.
0: Uh, yeah yes we did and that's the thing though you, you, you never know the dice could roll completely against you and then they've got a really powerful magic item uh, what are you going to do about it you can't nothing you can't make it not work for them
1: they severed his hands he was a thief and they severed his hands
0: let's be fair it was only one one player it wasn't me I wouldn't have done that it's
1: alright he's a werewolf now it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's happier. Yeah. Oh, a handless werewolf. <laughs> yeah. When he
1: transforms, he's all right. It's just. Uh... Well, he grows his arms back. Yeah. When he transforms, yeah. Really? Yeah. But when he comes back, he's just nubs. They fall off again. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: God! Every time he transforms back, his hands fall off. Yes, yeah, it's very sad. That's <laughs> horrific. That that is a true curse. That's more than just lycanthropy, like, right there. Um. So yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's. I feel like we we could we could go into. It's a tricky one because
1: it's the kind of the dichotomy of wanting things to be cinematic and at the same time wanting it to be a game you can play and win. You know, Um, and it's difficult to balance those two things. I kind of cheat a lot, and I have my what would be a say a, a. a Big bad introduction, right? Where with the risk of them dying, I just kind of just do it in like a vignette, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I'm like, so the players are getting to it, obviously, the characters don't experience yeah, the it, players see it, but, but the I'm like, I, don't. I can have my cool cinematic moment in the safe knowledge that the PCs are nowhere near, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's a good way of doing it, but that I find that there, and I've done that, but I find that there's a there's something. Uh, there's like an adrenaline rush to doing it there with the PCs, yeah. because because then it's like, oh. <laughs> and then when you get out, you're sitting there and you're like, you're wiping the sweat off your brow, like yes, it works They didn't.
1: did. Do you ever just sit there and like, you know, the PC's like, uh, hey, I um, I hypnotic pattern the big bad. And you're like, okay, and then you roll your say, you're behind the screen, it's a one, and you just sit there for a moment, and you're just like, I could fudge this, I could, I could change things. Yes. The powers in my hands. Yep. <sighs> I never do. I never fudge it. But so, I just there was always that
0: thought that crosses my mind that's like Yes. Oh I could. <sighs> yeah. Here's the thing, right? And I and I, I think I think we need to say this. There is nothing wrong with you doing that if if it's if it's so integral to the story and it's going to and and if if that happening is going to ruin the story for the players yeah. then then fine and as a dm as a new dm i did it i did normally
1: you've got to make the decision what is going to be more fun for everyone if they live or if they die yeah what's going to be more fun for everyone and then generally you take the answer of what's the fun option yeah. but for our group and i know this is Regardless if it would be more fun in the immediate term, mm. our players would never want us to fudge anything. No, we want to they, out exactly they, as they like living on the edge. You know, yeah. they they like that part of the fun for them, the overall fun if you will, not is just the, the fun in that moment, is the is the fact that this is anything could happen, we could all die. The mm. risk is always there. Yeah. And so when you take that out, um, for either keeping the bad guys alive or keeping the players alive, I know our party would not enjoy that. But some parties are happy to suspend their disbelief a little bit to have that yeah. more flowing narrative.
0: And I think like if if um, if I had a new group that were running for a campaign and they wanted this this you know this storytelling experience while they play, like then maybe I'd think about those kind of options. And uh, yeah, as I say, as a new DM, I did do it because I was I had this problem of, of like, what do I do if they kill this person? Um, now knowing that I li- I love that that impro then see I'm my last one which
1: is my I my favourite my favourite my, my favorite NPC I've ever made you know Sigrid I love him I love him so much so, so much backstory he's your little son yeah. Yeah. yeah and um when he got stunned there I was literally I was like okay next turn I'm I'm bamfing out of here yeah I'm getting that sunset. and I was like Okay, let me roll this save. And I was like, he's got a really good wisdom save. Mm. Really good wisdom save, man. And uh, he did not roll hard enough. (laughs) He did not roll hard enough. And I was like, okay. Um, And I was sitting there. It was like a two... I was like, "What do I say? Yeah. What do I say?" But obviously, I was like, "Well, if he dies, he dies." Um, also, um, I built some fail safes in. He'll come back as a ghost and he'll haunt you because
0: he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a dark true, Because he's a dark Yes, so I think that is one of the takeaways: is is have have your escape plan, have your take, have your um your fail safes, because any any living creature is gonna anyone who's in that position in real life I mean, you gotta think about it you and I we don't ever go into a situation in everyday life and think how am I gonna get out if things go sour you know no. that's not a normal life I'm experience. always looking at the exit
1: doors but anyway, I mean yeah, to yeah. be
0: fair I, I do know what I would do if a uh, shooter walked uh, in here <laughs> um, but you know like I'd probably die. die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but like, not normal people don't think about it. Like, you hear about those people yeah. like, oh, he's got a zombie apocalypse plan. Like yeah, that's all of nice. your all of your NPCs are going to have that if they're in life or death situations. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. So it's okay for you to think about it and not feel like, am I just cheesing the players here by really no trying to kind of munchkin this? But um, I think. It's fine, I. But you've always got to accept that risk, um, and I, it can always lead to more interesting stuff, even if they do die. Killing generally is the most least interesting thing you can do in D and D. It's yeah. always more interesting to have stuff go on, but. Not always. Say they kill the big bad, and he becomes some sort of vengeful spirit, and maybe he doesn't actually physically harm the players. That's actually. But, but he just he's just there, and he and then he becomes almost like a sentient magic item, would fulfil where he's just a voice in the players' heads, and they're haunting, and they're like, "How do we get this guy to stop haunting us?" Yeah, like, I
0: really like that. That's something I hadn't thought of. If you've got a big bad who who you need to keep around, well, yeah. was that you breathing? I was just. What was that? <laughs> Yeah. I'm very ill when I'm very <laughs> ill was, yeah. I was uh, what? Um, if <laughs> that's you, around Sam oh my god uh, if you've got someone who who needs to be in the story then spirit ghost yeah or if you've got if it's a grand bad guy who's got this plan and it's their thing that they've been working up to for a long time I think that class is as unfinished business mm, you know so generally. why not bring them back as a death knight
1: yeah that'd be cool
0: that'd because, be fun because then it's another level it's like oh you think you you think you killed the bad guy but you've just made him stronger because now you can't just kill him
1: yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. I really like the idea of them, him, like, haunting the party and just occasionally possessing someone. It's just, like, you have this problem where you have be to be you have to be really careful with your weapons because at any moment he could possess you and just try and slit your own throat and you're like,
0: no, nope, stop it, why am I doing this? You can, know. They, can ghosts do that? Can they just slit your throat?
1: In my, in my world, they certainly can. I don't see why not. Why can't they just possess someone and then There's nothing kill in the them? rules about it, is there? They can just kill them. You just start immediately stabbing yourself in the chest. So grim.
0: God, that's so. Bad. And in that situation, do you roll damage or do you just die? <laughs> I don't know. Because that feels a bit cheesy to the player. Because, yeah. But then at the same time, an intellect devourer, two con, two, two st- uh, saves, and then you're dead.
1: Oh, do they just possess a PC and just start walking into the ocean? They're just <laughs> gonna drown themselves.
0: Oh God! And the rest of the party, like, no, this is so <laughs> morbid.
1: It's fun though. And I think it's, again, and by having the, the the big bad do that, I like the idea that the big bad maybe becomes a vengeful spirit for a while, and mm-hmm. then he kind of gets over it. And now he's just he's almost like a. Uh, a mentor, like a guidance like figure, like an
0: extra um, party member. Yeah. yeah, and he's
1: like, you know, every now and again when they're fighting a bad guy, he's a force m- ghost. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's like, hey, remember how you killed me? <laughs> Do that to him. <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Um. Yeah, but then you've got that weird thing of like, why is he suddenly? Why? It would have to take years for him to get over it. Surely.
1: I don't know. There's lots of stuff that could happen. I yeah. think it's 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 interesting. Um, all the different things that can go on. I always like the idea of, um, depends on how you do heaven and hell and all stuff like that in your world and the gods and whatnot. Yeah. But I like the idea that maybe a you kill the big bad, right? Yeah. And then, but you keep, maybe the cleric keeps getting this feeling of unrest he's communing with the gods and they're saying oh mate there's this, this problem going on in heaven and all this stuff blah 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 and it just turns out it's the big bad just like fighting his way out of heaven into the mortal plane again
0: oh that's cool maybe
1: you maybe your players actually have to go to some sort of divine realm to fight him again that's there.
0: really cool like he's he's gone to his final resting pace and he's but gone he's, no 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 I'm not done yeah <laughs> I like that That's that's an interesting story and then but then that kind of thing it enters into the way, paves the way for a PC to then die and be like, "I want to fight my way back."
1: Yeah, but I would like, let right, I would let that happen. Solo campaign, as long as it makes sense. Like, for instance, you know, I would certainly let maybe a a paladin or a cleric do that. Yeah, you know, um, like he's like my 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 kind of my work is not done yet. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, maybe that conflicts with the pal- with the cleric's origins. Like, if he's gone to heaven he's kind of already won so yeah, why, kind of would, done he, his job, why would he be going anywhere else yeah. but there's lots of interesting stuff that can, can happen there I like the idea that say like a warlock dies um, and instead of getting taken to wherever he should get taken like his um, dark patron pulls him to their realm so then he's trying to fight his way out of there oh and get, you know what he's Saying like, he's like I, I don't want to end in the abyss that's not that's not where i want to i want to finish
0: up maybe he realizes his ways and he's like oh no
1: yeah so i think that would be cool i would oh how great would that be like one of the pc dies mm. and gets taken to the abyss or wherever the great old one is or whatever and then somehow sends a message through time and space to the party he's like guys you gotta come and help me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck <laughs> i'm stuck in the abyss help yeah i like that i've i was a side note well it's a bit of a tangent we're talking about warlocks um someone asked on uh i think it was on a reddit form i was reading i spend a lot of time on reddit have you noticed and i have noticed
1: you spend a um a ridiculous amount of time on reddit i just
0: when i'm bored i just scroll through reddit and i see there's a lot of useful stuff on there for dnd um A lot of great people making a lot of great things for free that you can use. So do have a check. uh, Check it out. But someone talking about uh, using a warlock who is... um not lined up with, aligned with a, a dark eldritch patron, but like an angel or something. Yeah, special warlock. That's or something. really quite cool, and it's not the kind of warlock that comes to mind. Like when you say warlock, I think of like purple and darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was when I was playing <laughs> the got warlock, a distinct
1: colour palette. <laughs>
0: yeah, when I was playing a warlock in the other game, the DM was like, "Is your lightning purple?" I was like, "No, it's it's lightning. It's white." He <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "Oh, <laughs> but why is purple the colour we think I, I don't know. But um so that's that would be quite interesting playing a warlock who dies and is aligned with like a like a uh, what they called a paylor or a paytor or whatever they're called like yeah. those angels I love the and idea have to leave heaven
1: I like the idea of you defeat a um maybe not like a death knight but like a a dark paladin or something like that or whatever yeah um and they get so this is like early on in the campaign and then many many sessions go by and the uh and then like the cleric invokes their um divine intervention or whatnot it's like hey i need some help here gods so the gods send down some angels and like the paladin it just is one of those angels he's like guys i've changed
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean but then it's like oh do you do does your if your character dies and you go off to heaven and you have to fight back you know what you, i would love if,
1: if galahad died yeah, you God. know God rest his son. For again. Some, 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 again, for some terrible... Really. He's, he's dead, dead, you know. Yeah. Um, which would make me very sad. Um, but if he died, I would love, you know, at some point down the line when the party does come across some angels are saying, and he's just there, he's an angel. He's like, yeah. hey, guys. That would be
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would that
1: would cool. be a, a great kind of twist of fate, I suppose. <laughs> Look at me, I've got wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can fly. <laughs> it's so great being dead. You should try it. There's just so much cool stuff you can do there. I oh. love the idea that, like... um like if a wizard uh, dies or whatever right yeah Mm -hmm. but he's um, he's put his Soul in a magic jar or something like that. So it's like just a part of the PC lives on, you know, yeah. to help the the next kind of set of adventurers. I think that's always fun.
0: But at that point, does it become an NPC? Because like if like if you yeah said to yeah me, yeah. Like, yeah, but like mate- if Galahad dies, dies. You're gonna roll a new character and I'm oh here. yeah
1: yeah yeah. But if then like I say, if he ever turn up again, i just you know I'd like guess spot him basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, which kind of be fun. I I I always like the idea of um leaving sort of legacy of characters, you know. I like. That's why I really love giving characters names, you know, like um, Hammer of the West or something like that. Something they've done. Titles, yeah. Yeah, titles that people call them by really embeds them in the world. Um, I like doing that for villains as well. I think it's really cool, you know, yeah. the scourge of whatever. Because it kind of just makes them, makes it feel like they've been there a long time.
0: I like PCs to earn those titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, like I'm trying to think of... I love the
1: idea of a... Like a cleric or something, ending up as like a a stained glass mural in a church somewhere. I just think that is like the coolest thing ever. Like they become a saint,
0: or like they go to their head church and there's a statue of them. Yeah.
1: Oh. Going back to like Star Wars because you know I've been on this. Like you know in the Jedi Temple. They have, like, murals of, like, great Jedis, mm-hmm. like, in the windows, like, all along the Jedi Temple. I love the idea that you would become one of those people, you know. Yeah, that is quite
0: cool. For your great deeds. That is quite cool. I'm trying to think if your your party has done anything... <laughs> Not really. ...that would give them a title, but... I mean, we killed the dragon, but no, from but no our, one's our, around all, for that. All our great stuff, no one sees. No <laughs> one sees it, yeah, you've all done it on your own in private.
1: The only stuff people see is when we're like you know shooting our way out of a town or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you're being evil (laughs) when you're like forced to run away
1: yeah it's Uh, not good it's not good
0: okay well i'm i don't think there's anything more to to be said really on that um it's tricky but i I mean your
1: party in my world are very well known to a few Oh, um, have done stuff I mean you're very well known to that one guy you saved from the uh, frog Hemoth. that's um, true and he's been telling your story all over the temple we're very different you to are,
0: that, those people now though I, will,
1: I know yeah you are very different now but um, you are temple heroes to those people well that's lovely you, know, you saved the forest ah,
0: well that's very on Brantford symbol.
1: yeah and now he's
0: off yeah never to be seen again probably the way we play
1: split the parties destroyed the party in one session the, it wasn't me oh story, it was me no it was me all the, all the story and everything just sorry phew, yeah done okay
0: Um. so the takeaway is that you you can't really stop your party from killing that person that you want to show up and come back later no, but, but there are g- things you can do
1: yeah and that's kind of the fun of it you know I wouldn't, you wouldn't want you just gotta think if I was a, a player character would I want to be experiencing what my dm is doing if the answer is no then you probably shouldn't be doing it if you know and then if the answer is yes you think you're on the right track like would i enjoy this as a player character mm. you know mm-hmm. would i and i think it's all about setting it up like with the invulnerability spell you know would i enjoy this as a player character in some instances probably not i'd be probably frustrated that i can't do anything in this situation but in other instances if it was set up correctly and i knew the context Maybe I would enjoy it for what it is, which is just, you know, a silly monologue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I like that. I think we'll end there. Um, If you want to get involved, if you want to talk to us, if you want to give us any uh, topic ideas that we think you want us to hear us talk about, then you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at we speak Common. Our email, WeSpeakCommon at Hotmail.com. And if you see us on Reddit, it's me. So chat Slide away. Slide in those DMs. would love to hear from in you. in those DMs. Do, do, do. Do, do. Do-do. that's a good place to end i think <laughs> right sam's a subgrade see you later bye thanks for listening today if you like the podcast do us a favor leave us a like or review on your platform of choice and share us with your friends you can get in touch with us on twitter at we speak common or through the email we speak common at hotmail.com The music in the podcast is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is licensed under an attribution license CC by NC. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.